Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, a very happy Monday to you and a uh, very happy birthday to girlfriend of the show. Woods is the goods. Uh, celebrating today. So that is uh, good old times. What'd you get her? The present's in the mail. Present is in the mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How was your weekend, bro? Um, good. Uh, Belinda, my partner, said, uh, what happened to have a heart? You should talk about that on the show. What's, a, so, what's Have a Heart? You don't remember Have a Heart? I don't remember Have a Heart Bron, at all. do you remember Have a Heart? We've spoken about this on the show. So I Did also really? don't remember yeah. Have a Heart, but I also don't remember <laughs> re- remembering Have a Heart. This exact thing happened. Matt said, oh, I really like Have a Heart. And everyone's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you sure that that's happened? Yes. It was probably similar to that uh, lightning striking his plane story. I just tune out. Like, I, <laughs> Hey, thank you to on. everyone who texted in <laughs> lightning striking stories. One happened recently. Sydney to coughs, had to turn around, go back to Sydney after it got hit by lightning. So a oh. little bit more hair raising than you all, you know, made out it to be. Trust me. <laughs> um, but thank you. Alex Tyson, speaking of planes, you, you were jet setting literally across the country this weekend. Oh. I saw pics on your Instagram. I want to know all about what it was like at your first music festival in how long? I was crockbait. My man, I was crock bake <laughs> up in the Northern Territory. But I tell you what, you're right. First music festival for a long time. It was so, so great. And I was so, so not match fit for music festivals. <laughs> but I'll tell you about it. You can might be hearing my voice. It's a little bit on edge. So hopefully we'll make it through the show. But uh, yeah, let's have a chat about that up next on this All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yeah, Matakine, you might see up near the rat's tongue a little bit of sunburn here at the moment because uh, when you are on the top end and you're riding a jet ski around the coast of Gadawan, things are getting a little bit hot and heavy. And, looks um, like your uh, looks like your rat's tongue's got some chapped lips with that uh, <laughs> with that sunburn forehead of yours. I think that's the best <laughs> description. But I tell you, it was so. So much fun attending a music festival. Based in the Grass is the festival in Darwin that I went to. It's been going for 19 years. Like, it predates Splendor in the Grass is how long it's been going for. And, um, yeah, the good people at Base in the Grass saw fit to um, get me as a road test dummy to test out uh, Darwin, the surrounds, and the, and the festival. What? Well, because I've been, I've been to so many over the years, Matt. You needed me oh. to needed a crash test dummy to uh, send send through the... the uh, the revolving doors. What an absolute stitch up. Why the <laughs> hell was my call? Oh, they just, uh, they probably see on, on your Instagram you're making kids' music now, <laughs> changing nappies. Um, what, you don't think there's kids in the NT? Huh? You, don't think, <laughs> you don't think there's babies? Look, I did say, uh, like, if you want to go next year, let's try and do the podcast live from Darwin. Would you go in the croc tank? Oh, no, okay. See, Would I, you go no, in the that's... helicopter over Kakadu, mate? <laughs> No. Mate, I, I I tell you what, I I fell down like a very steep hill trying to walk home <laughs> in Darwin, ended yeah. up under some bloody barbed wire. Oh, that's 
That's right. You tell me that story. Walking home from a house party, trying yeah. to cross a, a body of water or I was something. Trying to cross like you this big creek poop. inlet, and I and I end up falling down this hill and getting stuck under some barbed wire. I had to get a tetanus shot when I got home on the Monday. Okay. Well, I was very fortunate to go, and the festival was sick. Um, got the the lineup. I mean, it was a, it was a huge huge who. Of uh, names, you got your Peking Duck, your Violent Soho's, your Lime Cordial's, your Jungle Giants, your Thunder oh Plums, gosh. your G Flips, your Missy Higgins was busting it out. Stop. Like it was, um, it was pretty good, bro. It was pretty damn good. I missed you there. A lot of people asking how was the crumb, and I, I passed on the regards. <laughs> did uh, how did you go? How did you go in the pit, mate? Were you, you how how you feeling? Getting back, like literally, these muscles hurt. These muscles hurt. These muscles hurt. Because like, I asked, the part of it the weekend was asking like Instagram, what should I do? Should I go here or go here? You know, should I eat this or eat this? And one of them was, should I, do you want to see footage from side of stage or do you want me in the pit? All right. And uh, the majority of people said pit. So I got in, got in there. I'm like, where should I go? I made a beeline for the dude with the triple J detachable tune rad flap. And oh. so I went up to this dude, got next to him. Couldn't believe after we brought out that product, Four years five ago, years ago, five four years, years ago, ago, yep. It still was in good nick with the flap on. The amount of the amount of mosh pits here and there, and people can rip off your tune rag flap and hold it up. I lost mine within the first thirty minutes. I saw mine in the cupboard just the other day. <laughs> you so I was pristine. like, yeah, it's looking good. I was like, I, I could this, I could get this on eBay. That's the problem. You're the bloody guy. You're the bloody footy player who rocks up to the change rooms an absolutely pristine jumper after four quarters. <laughs> That's the you and your tune rag hat, mate. You need the sweat. You need it's the like, dirt in it. You what know, makes it special, mate? Being in the pit is like bowling a few overs at cricket. You think, oh, this is not going to hurt, and then <laughs> you wake Just up one on over. Something. I'm only doing spin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, oh. Anyway, I did. Oh, I think part of it is probably from playing basketball. And I tell you what, I haven't played much since your boy Dyson represented the Warnable Seahawks in the under-14s versus Maryborough, all right? We won the Colac tournament against against Mildura, the Mildura Mavericks. We took them out. So I got on the court. I was splashing threes on this on these fools. Where were, where were you playing? Raining cash. It was like there was three-on-three three basketball there. It was, yeah, it was Stop a full Stop it. You setup. had an actual – it's like you're, you've still got a life, man. <laughs> This is unfair. Do you know what I was doing while you were doing this? Bell booked in some an e-waste pickup. So that's, I mean, that's why I saw my old tune rag just dabbed the tears away from my damp cheeks. Now you may as well put out the organic waste there and chuck yourself in the bin, mate, because you are... There's not much else happening there by the sounds of things. But no, it was awesome. Good weather, good times, good people. And got to catch up with some of those awesome musicians that I mentioned, um, including Illy. Lockie from Ocean Alley was hanging out there as well. G-Flip took her dad to the festival. And this dude, during her set, looking out over the crowd of the mosh pit, there's one dude with like a, a straw hat and a stripy collared shirt. Her dad was up on the shoulders. What G Flip's dad G-Flip's was on dad shoulders? Was on the shoulders. So I was lucky enough to interview her and him together, as well as the other cool people. So I thought maybe we'd uh, chuck on a little bit of that for you here in the uh, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast podcast. So enjoy my live interviews from Base in the Grass. 
Alright, well the vibes have been so good at basing the grass that I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this guy here even if he wasn't playing. But he is. Oh. It's Lockie from Ocean Alley. There How you are go. you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Happy Darwin to you. Tell us about your day leading up, because you're yet to play today. In a couple, ooh, and in about an hour and a half, we've had actually a fantastic day. We've been out to a watering hole. Ooh. We saw a rogue fire on the side of the road. Whoa. The only thing that was missing was seeing a crocodile in its wow. natural habitat. But we still got a morning to get through tomorrow, so maybe yeah. we'll see that. How is it travelling with a band, though? Does everyone always want to do the same things? Is it difficult to try and pick where to go? Because there's so many things to see in Darwin, everyone might want to go somewhere else. Surprisingly, it's harder to separate us than you might think. If really? somebody wants to do one thing, then the rest of us go, that sounds good, let's go there. Incredible. Well, we are right next to the water here. Does Ocean Alley say in the rider, say in the notes that you have to play next to the ocean? No, but we maybe we should request next time maybe a scoop from the ocean, maybe <laughs> some sand or some shells to just accompany the uh, the green room. I think some sprinkling on the ground. That's, that's only fair. Exactly. Because then you get the vibes and you can play beach volleyball. Oh, stop it. It depends how much sand they got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then what? Billy, really tell us about it. You're up on stage. No, the sun was down. It was. Oh, this was good times. How yeah. was it feeling? Man, it was awesome. It was sick to be playing in front of that many people for the first time in like, what, 16 months? <laughs> so it was sick. Yeah. I had my like Apple Watch set. I did 1300 calories. Whoa! And my heart rate got to 200 for the majority of the set. Jesus! So I, you sustain dude, that for I, got off, I got off stage and before I even got on the off ramp from the stage to the ground, I like was dry reaching. Oh so my I was God. like, I exerted everything. I still feel kind of faint. I don't yeah. know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm just like, I can hear I'm it. still coming back. And I had a big night last night. Well, uh, I mean. With Sam from Jungle Giants <laughs> and another mutual friend of ours. And yeah. uh, I felt every single beer that I had last night within the first two songs. So the third song, the yeah. energy dipped a little bit, but my DJ made an error and played the wrong song at the start of the third. So I was able to have a laugh and then turn my back to the crowd and have a few very deep breaths. <laughs> and that's how Get your heart rate back to 198 yeah. and then, yeah. then go back into it again. Yeah, dude. Well, that's interesting because I remember a pretty intense after party with yourself and Sam from the Jungle Giants at the Triple J one night stand wow. in Mildura. Yes. You guys were both on the lineup. Yes. And I feel there were robes involved, there was bath. Baths involved. There was. That was pretty raucous then. I can't believe you remember that, but yes, that was quite a time. <laughs> but that's going back, what, seven years? Yeah. We were all little babies and just walking around in robes in the middle of country Victoria. Like, we've really, really made it here, guys. That's it. And it's pre-mobile phone, so don't look it up. You yeah, won't yeah, find no. any footage no content, from that at all. Christ. Well, it's so nice to have you here at Face in the Grass. Always, nice always to see you, bro. to see you, bro. All right, and I miss you. do not we take me to the after party. The radio, I'm not Alex. coming. I'm we not coming. We miss you. I'm Australia misses you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> excited right here to be joined by two Darwin newbies. It's their first time here, but both of them are, have absolutely smashed it. It's G-Flip and her father, Mr. Flip. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? Thank you so much for joining us backstage. Please tell us Darwin first impressions. Oh, I love it. No, well, I came here to see a few crocodiles and I've seen a few crocodiles, so that's all that matters, isn't it? <laughs> How did you go? Were you up close and personal? Do you keep your distance? Absolutely, miles away. So. <laughs> In fact, they were just on film, you know? Yeah, <laughs> close of course. It up a bit. What about yourself, Gene Flip? Did you get the full Darwin experience? I haven't seen too much because I flew in last night, had dinner, went straight to a pub, was at pub till my curfew of one, and then I went to sleep and then I came here. Hang on, have... is that 
G Flip managers banned, you know, music industry curfew, or is that a my dad says I need to be home at one curfew? No, no, that was dad. You were out with me for a little bit, but then <laughs> I couldn't handle. It. Old man went to bed, yeah. and then I stayed out, and then I I got my team to give me a curfew because I need to have a curfew, or else I will never stop. Well, it seems like it worked because you absolutely smashed it today on stage. It was so great. Was that a little bit of Phil Collins, my ears doff here in the middle of your set? Yes. I do a bit of a drum solo and, yeah, obviously Phil, biggest legend singing drummer ever, so I had to pay tribute and Absolutely. chuck in a Phil. Hey, you know oh. that Phil Collins was never my influence. I, <laughs> I was a really? much more punk and rock. Well, I don't you, know where you got that from. Did you get a bit of influence from Mr Flip back in the day? Yeah. What, what was it like back in the, uh, oh, the old Rancid. household? It was full. <laughs> Full like punk as a kid, oh, and we'd be jamming in the garage, and I'd be on drums, and Dad'd be on guitar, just yeah. ripping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought there was that parents always hated their kids starting the drums because it'd be loud to all hours of the night. How did you handle it? Oh no, exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I had a reason to make noise myself, you know? <laughs> and then I also had a reason to buy a new bass, and I had a new reason to buy you know, um, a kid. So it was yeah. fantastic. Dad's always said. Your neighbours are always going to hate you. <laughs> ever, since, ever since I was eight years old, like, your neighbours are never going to like you and it's OK. Yeah, and so I've grown not. up being like, OK, your neighbours are never going to like me. <laughs> so you may as well uh, get the most out of it that I can. That's yeah. perfect stuff. Tell us what it's like being up on stage, looking out over the crowd and <laughs> seeing your dad on someone's shoulders rocking out <laughs> to your set. There's all these, like, light young girls at their music festival shoulders. Then Mr Flip up in the background, stripy shirt. <laughs> it was very funny because I, like, I was playing Killing My Time. I got down into the audience and I was standing on the barrier and there's, like, Ten girls on shoulders, and then I look over to my right, and there's Dad on someone. Whose shoulders were you on? Who did you find? Not Mum's shoulders, surely. <laughs> who's sho wait, whose shoulders are you? I actually don't know. So just this random guy, Jeremy. So it was yesterday. We were, we were at our hotel, and we went down for a bit of a drink at the pool, and he was there, and he, he asked me why am I what am I doing here? So I'm coming to see the festival. Who do I know? And I said, No, Jeffrey, that's my daughter. And he was overtaken by that. And his crew then met me here. And anyway, we're... we're you need a good festy crew, we're, don't you? We're, we're close to the front. And his favourite song, Killing My Time, came on. He goes, go on, Mr Flip, get on the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, you sure, mate? Like, he's got a big blow, right? That's incredible. And he said, yeah. And they were up there for about two songs. Oh. But I tell you what, it's not easy being up there. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's a little bit the weight because the person yeah, below yeah. is, like, moving around. He must have done anyway, well. And then... Um, then I got down, I thanked him a lot. And all he wanted was, he goes, I'm not gay or anything, but I'd just like to kiss you. Just a little bit of a man kiss. So he, he filmed. Him having, <laughs> he filmed a kiss. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you meet some great people at, at festivals. Every, that doesn't sound too COVID safe, um, I've got to say. Everyone's been kissing his head because <laughs> I put on my social media, like, if you see my parents, go say hi. Everyone's been kissing his head. Everyone's been giving <laughs> his bald head kisses. So funny. That's incredible. And in all honesty, like, it's gigs like this and moments like this with such a big crowd for your daughter, Mr. Fleet. You must be very proud at moments like this. I'm very proud, of course. I'm very proud. Oh, it's wonderful. just fantastic. Well, G Flip, <laughs> Mr. Flip, thank you very much for joining us backstage at Base in the Grass. Have a great rest of your festival and great time in Darwin, and we'll catch you next time. We will. Thank you. See you there next year, Maddie. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I've got an interview with the. Um, 
e-waste booking system manager from City of Sydney <laughs> collection. All Just right. hang on the line and you can hear all that excitement coming up. You rat. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt Alex's Low Court of Australia. Yeah, that's right. It is the Low Court of Australia. Hear ye, hear ye. Your boys, the judges, Matt and Alex, stepping up to the podium. Well, the court. Um, the box. The, court, the basketball court's where I do my best work. But Matt O'Kine, uh, the Low Court, it's your time to shine here because we have a, uh, a quite a trivial issue that we need to get to the bottom of. Yeah, and look, it is an issue close to my heart because as someone who uh, went shopping to the supermarket just over the weekend, um, got the shopping list, needed to get glad wrap and baking paper, uh, and then when I went to fit them in to the drawer that they belong in, there was some serious Tetris going on because we have three different boxes of three different sizes of Ziploc bags. Now... <laughs> Aiden and Danny are joining us on the line. Uh, Aiden, you are the plaintiff, and you sent us a message with uh, an urgent issue that you needed addressing. Yeah, boys, how are you going? Not too bad, man. Well, tell us what's going on. Oh, look, it's been an issue in the house for a little while now, and we just can't get on with our lives, so <laughs> had to take it to the to the top to get this sorted. Yeah, or the very bottom, not, Aiden, or the very, very bottom. So uh, It's not the yeah. small claims court. It is the minuscule claims court. <laughs> um, please tell us what is this that is tearing your family apart. So my partner, Danny, has recently started washing used Ziploc bags and reusing them, and obviously this is just a disgrace. Wow. Okay. Well, short and to the point. Why, wait, why? Do you hate the world? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, is, is saving the environment disgraceful for you, Aiden? Well, look. Thank you. <laughs> so order, 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 please. Order. Nobody asked for your input just yet, Defendant Danny. Aiden, I've asked you a question. Do you hate the environment? Go. No, I do not hate the environment. The issue here, boys, mm. it sounds like you have washed a Ziploc bag in your time. They don't dry out properly. It is not a dish. So it is a bag. It does not dry out properly. Yeah. Not only that, when you use the bag again, whatever you put in it tastes like the previous contents. Now, oh. I don't want my cashews to taste like cucumber. I want my <laughs> no. cashews to taste like cashews. Interesting. No, well, maybe Aiden, we that's... should bring in the defendant at this point. Danny, uh, you uh, have been accused of washing the zippies. Uh, how do you plead? <laughs> Look, it makes me feel better about my life decisions because I'm using plastic. So the whole reason why I've, I wash them is so that I am saving, feeling like I'm saving the environment in some mm. way. So that's the whole reason why I do it. And can I just say, I also use soap sometimes to wash them so it won't taste like anything else that was previously in the bag. Mm. Soap, like a dishwashing liquid, you mean? Yeah. Okay, no, 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 Danny, Danny, when did this start? Because Aiden's saying that it's recently started issue. So what happened? You Let me guess, you watched some woke Facebook video <laughs> or some some Instagram post got you tipped over the edge. Suddenly you think you're this, this Enviro queen. What happened? Well, 
Well, no, my brother actually does this. And then I, I was like, I should probably do this too because um, it would, it's going to help the environment. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I kind of started it, I guess. Well, Aiden, what, what, do you have a solution for this, Aiden? Because we, we want to find a, a, media, a mediation here. Do you have a solution? Is, is it, let's not use Ziplocs, let's go with the, the hard plastic tubs now. Is it just chuck it in the bin and let's get some new ones? What, what are you thinking should happen here? Well, look, can I just say that having a mouldy Ziploc bag in my dish drying rack is not good for anyone, let alone You're the environment. You're such a drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, order! Order! Look, i got to okay. tell you, i got to be open and honest with the court here. There's a couple of soapy Ziplocs on my dish rack as we Is speak. Is there really? It happens Thank in you. our household. You, you know, yeah. it's not you buy one for life. But they get a couple of runs. I'll tell, I'll tell you, you that. What, well, look, I've started putting some sauces in the Ziplocs, okay? Chuck them Ooh, in the, the freezer. freezer. Yep. So some leftover Posadas, because lo and behold, you can't buy a bloody 500 mil Posada, can you? You've got to get the whole <laughs> swimming pool of Posada when you're at the supermarket. Wait, you want a few wait. tablespoons from a bolognese? What is the deal with Posada long necks? <laughs> can we get a normal stubby size, please? <laughs> okay. So when I make the when I make the red wine jus as well, there's always a little bit left over. Got to chuck some in a snappy. In the freezer it goes. But I, I'll tell you what, you would be absolutely dead set jerking if you think you're going to see one of those baggies on the dishwash drying, okay? They're straight mm. in the bin. I'm sorry, like forests, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Aiden, but- what are your thoughts on plastic straws, mate? Nah, metal straws all the way, boys. I'll do my part for the environment where need be, just mm. not in a case where I'm going to get some kind of food poisoning. <laughs> all right, sure, sure. So go on. What, how do you do your part in the environment? I'm, I'm willing to offset this. So what, <laughs> we where, what do you do? We've got credits coming in here. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. Got metal straws right now. You got no. a metal straw right now? What, in your house? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because of me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Aiden. <laughs> That's some carbon taken credits for uh, for something there, Aiden. Um, anything that wasn't uh, initiated by Daniela in the household? Oh, look, I, I use my Tupperware every week. I'm not against using Tupperware as opposed mm. to a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. which dries properly as it is a container, not a bag. Uh, can okay. Go through the dishwasher. Yep, I gotcha. I gotcha. What about what about you know walking when there's a lift or? Uh... Um, you know, uh, turning off the lights when you leave the rooms. What, what's your vibes? Oh, of course. You've got to turn all the lights off. You've got to mm. save some money. Mm. Danny, what else? What else? Dob him in. What else has he been? What else has he, have you noticed? I mean, I brought him home a keep cup the other day. Oh. He had, he doesn't, he didn't have one before that. So. Uh, look, I uh, know. You know what? I was having a conversation with, a, with one of my best mates just the other day about this. Best thing about COVID Takeaway coffee cups. All right. Back in <laughs> vogue. Yeah, you every morning at <laughs> breakfast radio, Matt Guy lie. would specifically ask for a takeaway cup. I'm for not gonna the lie. little dirty All rascal. Right. All right, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not proud of it, but nothing tastes sweeter than that sweet, sweet plastic touching your lips. All right. So I will admit that, that I, I'm not faultless here, Aiden, but I'm not on trial. So <laughs> I don't want to hear Alex's side of this because you can't trust a man who doesn't believe in top sheets. He doesn't yeah, believe exactly in top sheets. right. Boy, that's environmental. You know how much water cotton uses, mate? Particularly trying to grow it in Egypt, all right? All this Egyptian cotton coming through. Anyway, um, look, we do need to this come to terms with this. This is just turning into a circle... <laughs> 
pointing, people just accusing each other <laughs> oh, of everything. No, you suck. No, you suck. No, look, we're all, all trying right. our best. Look, but where do we draw the, the line with this issue, Matt? And look, here's here's where I'm going to allow some mediation here, all right? Now, Danny, Aiden's yeah. mentioned cucumber in the plastic in the plastic bags. Are you putting are you putting moist foods in the in the Ziplocs? <laughs> When I make a salad, obviously I'm not going to use the entire cucumber. So I just put that the rest of it in the Ziploc bag and mm. then put it in the fridge. Look, that's not that's not bad use of it. I could have thought you could have used a Tupperware container, but okay. But dry, what what dry stuff would you put in there? Well, I mean, I use some. I like, put some cruskets in there for uh, you know Sophia when I'm going for walks. Uh, you know, sometimes some corn chips. A um, few water crackers, yeah, nuts, cashews. So, uh, you know. <laughs> My favourite one was going on Duke of Ed hike with a girl from school and she had a, had one of the um, Ziploc bags with two slices of bread in it and then labelled on the front of it, bread. And I'm like, it's see-through. <laughs> you can see there's bread in there. <laughs> anyway, just a little Ziploc tangent. I'm writing with there. But for the actual issue, Matt O'Kine, where should we leave? You're the magic uh, cake. Look, You've got the uh, the horsehair turkin on. Where do we where do we go from here? I think the whole household needs to to start using more Tupperware, okay? Mm. Your cucumbers that are going in the free. If it's going, if it doesn't need to travel, it doesn't need a Ziploc bag, okay? You can put it in the fridge. In a Tupperware container, all right. Now, if it's dry and it's in the tu- in the in the tupper in the Ziploc, just empty it out. Give it a little that little rub and shake all the crumbs out of the corners, and then you're good to go for a nut for round two. If we've got if we're talking wet matter, no, I'm sorry, but that's going in the bin. Uh, and about, I agree with Aiden. Why don't you just right? dry the Ziploc oh, with a tea towel? Nah. You can't get in those corners. Yes, you exactly. cannot get in those corners. They are impossible to get into. You're the only one that would be fine with a few crumbs in the corners and reuse it again, mate. (laughs) That's, of course, trademark (laughs) O'Kine. All right. So um, from this point on, I rule in favour. I am going to rule in favour of Danny. She's doing the right thing. She's trying her best. Thank you. She's better than all of us. Suck it up. But... I understand where you're coming from, man, and I, and I, I have my problems too. So, look, we, we've but, all got to do better. And we can maybe chuck on that a caveat that, it, Danny, just so that you can help Aiden out a little bit, you've got to look up some cucumber and cashew recipes that go well together, okay, because it seems like it's going to be continuing and for a little while. And buds in the corner, please, to really get that moisture out there, all right? Then we're all going to be happy. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for being a part of Low Court of Australia, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Brian. Yes, I tell you what, that was... Everywhere I was, I was being advertised barramundi to eat, <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, I get all the fish I need from our producer Bron on a Monday. Hello, Bron. Hello. Now, Bron, I just clicked on an article. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you, okay? <laughs> In between the break, I literally just clicked on an article and said, the moment that Cody Simpson realised he had to quit music, okay? I, I couldn't help myself. I clicked it. Is that in your? Stories. No. Okay, good, good. And for, if anyone wants to know, it's because 
It was when he was doing a corporate gig at the 2016 Rio Olympics. He saw people he used to train with. He thought, I should be here. And that's what he decided to do. And do swimming. So, yep. Yeah. So he went back to swimming. And All do the, the Masked Singer. Was that part of it? I don't, I don't think Masked Singer had anything to do with the Olympics. <laughs> but um, He was in that, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah, he, he was. Didn't he win it? Yeah. In Australia? Yeah, he beat Millsy in the final. Oh, there you go. We'll probably get some get some of that coin so he can go to Tokyo 2021. Fingers crossed. Anyways, You've got to afford some goggles. Pretty easy to dodge. It's pretty difficult to dodge the fish when you're in the water with them, you know, doing the laps. Sorry, Bron. We've sort of hijacked your segment here. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, tell us. What was the first thing you clicked on today, this week? So this one's... From kitchen, you'll love this, Alex. Kitchen.9.com.au. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Is it, wait, I didn't know that there was a kitchen. No offense to to nine. Like I know that you know they're doing their thing. I just didn't know there was a kitchen.9.au. I think it's a subcategory of honey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is a subcategory of nine. Yes. Okay. Cool. It's a sub sub. So you're going deep. All right. Nice. <laughs> what, what what's happening over You've the kitchen? You've clicked a couple of links even just to get there, Bron, that are, <laughs> that are questionable. But we'll we'll get get to the actual headline. So Sydney food blogger reveals secret hack to get fresh fries from McDonald's. Ooh. Slight uh, okay. Mackers. <laughs> I'm gonna guess you ask for them. <laughs> That's what happened with the Aldi one the other day. You just ask. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, of course, kind of. I used to work at McDonald's. If someone's like, can I get some fresh fries, please? I'd be like, okay. But Dunk did you actually new- do it? Yeah, like it's like, sure, whatever. I don't care. They're also turning over that many fries that you're just like, sure, you'll just have to wait a few minutes. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. And then you're like, okay. So what, what's what's the story? So this is what from... did the journalist say in the article, Bron? <laughs> journalist is a bit, <laughs> a bit rich. Um, Johnny Massard, who is a um, a blogger, he uh, put on his Instagram that if you order fries without salt, then they'll have to make it fresh for you. We've got a grab of it. Another mark attack. Order chips with no salt and they'll be fresher than if you order the ones with salt because they have to make them fresh because who orders chips with no salt? You want them fresher because you want better chips, right? And yet then you take the salt off them and then make <laughs> yeah. them worse again. You're back to where you started. So I don't know what he's doing here. It sounds like the worst <laughs> hack of all time. I, I really it's don't like it get it. It doesn't, it doesn't write that story I was telling you the other day, Matt, which <laughs> is just, just randomly off air of my friend when he used to go to... Um, KFC, he'd order order chips with too much seasoning. <laughs> Literally say to the person, yeah, can I just get some chips with too much seasoning, please? And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, I'll put on a lot and then ruin them in your eyes. That is how much I like. <laughs> so there's a little hack for and you for some it. delicious chips. Yeah, they're like, like Matt said, they're like, yeah, fine. Like the seasoning doesn't come out of my paycheck. It's like, sure, have too much. Have your awful fries. But he's like, delicious. Anyway. Amazing. Um, all right, what's happening next? So this one's from 7 News headline, the embarrassing new trend happening while people are sleeping. Oh, oh, I'm going to guess sleep posting. Sleep posting? People are posting on their their social media or they're interacting in their sleep. Yes, sleep texting. 
Oh, shit. What? Son did it. As in, instead of sleepwalking or sleep talking, there's sleep texting. Yeah. So this this is an actual line from theirs. Like, there isn't any hard data on this <laughs> cultural trend, but lots of anecdotal evidence. I've heard that people sleep text. <laughs> Is that, yeah, is that okay. just people embarrassed by what they sent and so they go, oh, sorry, I must have <laughs> sleep texted? <laughs> kind of. It's just like um, one one behavioural sleep medicine doctor has said it's like your brain is on autopilot. So it's kind of like you're half asleep, you've got uh, your phone in your hand and you're just messaging whatever, random stuff to people. The brain waves have gone from alpha, beta and they're going down so low that you may as well be asleep. All right, well, look. Take, let us know. <clears throat> Hopefully you're awake when you do it. Text in to at matt.n.alex uh, and let us know wh- whether you've done this. Sleep and what, DM. What, what's happened. Sleep DM us with, with what's going on in your head. Yeah. Love to All hear right. that one. Um, why is it embarrassing, though? I don't know. People, I think, just don't know what they're texting, so it could be embarrassing. Uh, well, you, and I don't you know text if you call your, it a trend. You, you, you know, you, <laughs> wake up, you wake up from a call from your ex being like, Oh, sure, I'll move back in on Monday or whatever. And you're like, what? And then you look at the thingy and you've been sending, you know, you, who knows why? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, these bloody millennials, I tell you what, they're out of control. Bron, <laughs> story number three. So it's from the Daily Mail. Headline, mum of two shows off her epic bedroom transformation after gutting the clutter. Basically, this headline could be, headline, local mum cleans up her room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. <laughs> now, is there hard data on this though, Bron, or is this purely anecdotal? This is anecdotal. She it, apparently it took four hours to clean up her messy what? room. Person cleans home. <laughs> is that what the headline is actually saying? Literally. And they took a before and after photo. They took a before and after photo. What was the significant stuff that they got rid of? Nothing, just the cl- clothes were on the floor. <laughs> So wait, what? there was no like blood stains on the wall and pentagrams, and there was no. There was just clothes on the floor. Yeah, she said she did donate some stuff, which is great. But basically, it was just her cleaning up her bedroom. <laughs> this is what everyone. I literally did this just on the weekend. Me too. Yeah. Why didn't she call up Seven News? Because it was boring. Do you know? What I mean? There wasn't anything that happened. Okay, you know what? Nah. Here we go. I'm, I'll hit you with a little... Oh, do we have time to clean up my clean-up quiz? <laughs> I don't think we've got time for a clean-up quiz. <laughs> I mean, we do it at the very end of the show. How about you have a little clean-up quiz right at the end? Okay. Or do we do it tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> Get in touch no. at Matt Donand and Alex. Who wants to be in my What Did Matt Clean Up quiz? Thank you, Bron. Please, only message if you are sleeping. Uh, thank you very much, Bron. <laughs> nice to see you. We'll catch you soon. Thank you. Now, Matt O'Kine, big weekend, but news coming in. Jeffrey from Comedy Republic yet to retrieve his jackets from on top of the safe that we walled back in <laughs> to the back yes. bar. Um, after it was uncovered and there was nothing in it uh, other than a $40,000 bill if we wanted to get it out of there. Yeah, that sucks. And two jackets on top of the safe as well, right? I know, the double jacket. I think that's something you must do what I do a bit, which is you wear a jacket somewhere, you get hot, you take it off, you go home and you're like, oh, it's cold again. You walk in, you take it off, you leave it. (laughs) It must have been one of those. But good news, there's like an access roof 
like ceiling access thing in the toilets. Maybe uh, so we're thinking this week can go up through there and maybe drop down on top of the safe, like Tom oh, Cruise, retrieve right, Tom the jackets Cruise. and come come back out. <laughs> so we'll, I'll keep you keep you posted on it. I was going to say when when robbers like ex- blow the wall up to expose the safe, at least they can leave with all your money and two jackets. You know, <laughs> very know. nice and toasty. But we asked you, um, when have you lost something and known exactly where it is? Okay, or um, <laughs> or also, or, or we've also asked you, what have you found in a wall? <laughs> um, B White's uh, 27 text uh, messaged in on Instagram said, I've lost something where I knew exactly where it was. 15 years old, spent my hard-earned dollars on a new soccer ball and NRL footy. We had a family picnic in a park playing soccer and my cousin boots the ball into a tree. My uncle gets the grand idea to cook the, kick the NRL footy after it. No. It immediately gets stuck as well. 90-ish dollars worth of footy stayed up there. So... <laughs> I hate that because that's always the way. It's up in the tree. You're like, oh, what can I do? Take off the shoe, chuck it at their shoes in there. No. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, We've also got a couple of voice memos. Let's kick off with Darcy to start with, um, who found something in a roof. Hey, Matt and Alex. This is Darcy from Trelgan. Uh, This is in response to the... What have you lost but know where it is, talk back? Um, My dad did some renovations at our grandparents' house, Um, put insulation in the roof and uh, left his Stanley knife up there. Um, Fast forward 20 years and my sister's moved into that house and we redid the roof, all the plaster, and so dad uh, had the Stanley knife pop out. Oh, there it is. 20 years. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God, if only Stanley knives went up as fast as crypto in um, bloody yeah. <laughs> Shame if you Bitcoin didn't drop on his head when he <laughs> opened it up too. Oh, I left my hard drive with my doge up there for 20 years. Um, we also had a message from Marley who got in touch with the story. Oh, gosh, what have you found in a wall? I was renovating my house and my partner's an electrician. So he was helping me replace all of the light switches to like more modern ones because it was quite an old unit. Anyway, so he pulls off one of the light switches and in the cavity is like a mouse skeleton. But not like it died yesterday, mouse skeleton. Like it's been chilling out there for like 20 years, mouse skeleton. It was like proper mummified. It was just, it was, yeah, very dead. Oh, that's not Imagine what you that. want. You're like, oh, it's my mouse skeleton. <laughs> Twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm opening Dad. the wall. I finally get to see my mouse. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it just got spooky. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that does bring us to the end of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast today. We made it through. The voices held up. We've got uh, got to the finish line and we cannot thank you enough for uh, going the distance with us. We're going to be back with another episode tomorrow. Um, don't... I know what no, you're say, I'm Matt. telling you. I know what you're going to say. Enter my what did Matt clean up quiz. We at Matt.n.alex. What's I, what's on the line? What can we give people? You're washing probably if you cleaned it up. <laughs> <laughs> but but we we said that story because of how lame and boring it was. Yep, and I am going to re-shush oh. it. So we're ready. All right. Well, that's happening tomorrow. <laughs> 
Um, uh, join us then, or otherwise, we'll catch you on Wednesday because this is the <laughs> podcast thing. You can listen whenever and whatever, to what episode, whatever episode you like. So we'll catch you soon. Until then, take care and bye bye. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.